we're going to pray. Father, we thank you uh, for today. We thank you for this Monday. We thank you for all the people that are here to watch this program or maybe another day when they're watching it. I thank you that not only do they have ears to hear, eyes to see, but I have a tongue to speak what you want spoken and it will touch the hearts of the people. There will be healing that will manifest today. There will be deliverance that happens today. There'll be illumination and impartation. So I thank you and I praise you for that in the name of Jesus. You know, I wanna give a shout out to Love and Unity. I'm on the uh, senior council, not because I'm old, but uh, because it's called the senior council. At first I thought when I was uh, asked to be on it, it was because I was supposed to, they looked at me as old and I'm thinking, I don't know if I want this. And Lord, let me know it wasn't about that. But <laughs> anyway, it was about uh, uh, being seasoned. And I'm, gonna talk, I'm a doctor in psychology. That's what the doctor is. And I want to talk a little bit about temperament today. And we're still using the same scriptures. We're still talking about the kingdom of God because I want to let you know something. Uh, God created you with a temperament on the inside of you. It's not like, um, you know, they say that you were born with a blank slate. No, you were born with a DNA pattern on the inside of you. You were born with a purpose and you were born with a plan. God did not create you without having a plan for you. And uh, I was talking to my daughter, uh, uh, Pastor Lanzine, and <clears throat> we were talking about something. And she was saying that I mentioned something about one of my clients that had been adopted and he took on the nature, the spirit. Uh, he took on all of these things of his adopted father. But it's an interesting thing in that family, they adopted a boy and a girl. The girl reminds herself or reminds everybody. She looks like her mother. She kind of acts like her mother. She in her earlier years, she didn't. She looked like her, uh, but she did not act like her. Now it's that closeness, and she took on that nature. We talk about um, daddy issues. We talk about an orphan spirit. But as my uh, as as my daughter and I, uh, as we were talking about, why don't we talk about the adoptive spirit? Why don't we talk about uh, realizing that we have been adopted into the family? We have been adopted into God, into his nature. Now I have his DNA. Remember, I talked about before, God found us. He found me in Christ. He founded me in Christ. He put me in Christ before I was lost in Adam. So the nature, when I, when I recognized that I didn't belong to that Adamic nature, and then I took on this new thing, I said, I receive what you have done for me. I receive the giftings. I receive uh, the salvation. I receive that transformation. I receive that new creation life in Christ. When I took on that, now is the time that I start to act like that. In the temperament, temperament analysis, I do temperament analysis, I do temperament therapy. And one of the things of it is, is that there's five temperaments. And I believe that that stands for the fivefold ministry. There's the uh, caloric, there's the sanguine, there's the supine, there's the melancholy and the phlegmatic. And all of those represent different parts, I believe, of the fivefold ministry, different gifts of the fivefold ministry. But also on the inside of us is these three different areas. Uh, I was just looking at my temperament 
which I'm not going to go through uh, today with you. But what, uh, and, and here's some of the different parts and some of the different things that it talks about. It talks about the inclusion, and that's my social orientation and my intellect. It talks about my area of control, and then it talks about my area of affection. Well, we're a three-part being, and in that three-part being, I may express in one way and want in another way. I can express in one way in inclusion. I can ex uh, express in one way in control and then want something differently. I can express in affection and then want something differently. Well, here it is. This is what's happened in the kingdom of God. People have expressed that I want to walk. I am a kingdom citizen, that this is who it is I am. But they've expressed that this, they've expressed this verbally. But what has happened is this. They don't want the kingdom lifestyle. They don't want the kingdom culture because it causes you to lose the, the, uh, uh, the nature that says I'm a victim. Do you realize that when we walk in and, and have all of these uh, um, uh, DNA problems that we have, all of these daddy issues, all of these mother issues, all of these different things, these orphan spirits that we are connected with Adam. Now listen to that. The orphan spirit is connected to the Adamic nature. You cannot find the, uh, the, uh, um, the orphan spirit in Christ Jesus. You can't find it in the kingdom of God. So why is it that we focus so much and we have sermons preached and we have pastors and, uh, and apostles and prophets and everybody diagnosing the orphan spirit. But what about, what about the adopted spirit? What about the transformation spirit? What about the DNA of the likeness, the image and the likeness of God? Here is the difference. Here is what it is. The orphan spirit says, I identify with what my human father, mother, whoever it is, what they did or what they did not do. Remember, I started last week's program with no matter who caused the problem in your life, they cannot be the one that fixes it. They cannot be the one that fixes them in your life. Why is that? Because it's your life. It's your life. And the life that you live now, you're supposed to live by the son of God who gave his life for you and now is living this life through you with his DNA. It's a new DNA. It's a new blood flow. It's a new bloodstream. I cannot look at the Carter family and say, uh, well, I do this because this is the way the Carters do it. This is the way the Carters did it. They have passed away. I do not care if I have, if I can identify with them. If I identify, then I'm going to identify with the part of them that they have in Christ also. My identity must be in him. Why is that? Because that's where I find my righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the spirit of God. That's where I find the spirit of the fear of the Lord. You see, I walk in this awe. I want to, I, and I don't do it perfectly all the time, but I walk in this place of awe in who it is. Wow, God, I am so grateful that you 
chose to bring to allow me to come into this earth. For whatever length of time I have, I will not blame another human being for anything that goes on in my life. Now, I used to be blaming everybody because nothing worked good. I blame God that he was bigoted against black people. God, your prejudice. God, you, that was a manipulation. I wanted to manipulate God to do what I wanted him to do. And so therefore I accused him of it. Now you, you may laugh at that, but this is what happens with people. I'm going to accuse you of something because I don't want to look in the mirror and find out where the faults are of mine. Same thing it is with this orphan spirit. Same thing it is with the, with, with the adoptive spirit. I have been adopted into this family. So why am I still focused on the other? Why am I still focused on the other? I cannot be focused on the other because that one is foreign to me. That one is Adam. That one is one that I was lost in. I was lost in him, but I was found in Christ even before I was lost in him. And this God that says, I want you, I love you. I have provided for you. I have a place for you. My life is in you. My blood is in you. If you be in Christ, if you be in Christ, if you be surrounded by him, if you be this piece of chicken and the salt and pepper and the, and, and, and the crumbs or the flour or whatever it is is put on there and you stick it in this hot oil, you stick it in the oil of the spirit of the living God and you fry with God, you're going to come out tasting like God. You're going to come out smelling like God. You're going to come out, you're going to come out knowing who it is that you are. You are not going to make a mistake of fried chicken with barbecue chicken. I am not going to make that mistake unless I take it and refry it and make uh, the barbecue chicken. Anyway, I'm not going to go into that. I'm also, a, I, I also cook a lot too. Okay. At any rate, but what I'm saying to you is this. I look like him. I smell like him. I act like him. In my, in my temperament, I am a melancholy in inclusion, a melancholy compulsive in inclusion. And I am a loner. By nature, I am a loner. I could stay in my house and have people come over and give them things and whatever it is and tell them, okay, you're 20 minutes or whatever it is is up, you can leave, right? But since I've been in the kingdom of God, oh my gosh, all those things that I thought I would never do, all those people I thought would never stay at my house, all those things that I never gave credence to before, they have changed. They have changed. Why? Because I am a new creation. I don't walk in that orphan spirit anymore. I did walk in it. My father died when I was five or six years old. So I thought it was my fault. And I was an orphan because my mother, my, my mother was, did love me as best as she could. Okay. But for some reason, she didn't seem to like me very much. At any rate, how she raised me, she raised me, but I am so grateful today. Why? Because I would not be who I am today if I had not have gone through what it was back then. So having my father abandon me through death, it was still an abandonment. It doesn't matter how it happened. It was still an abandonment. And so therefore I felt like an orphan. I felt like I didn't belong. I felt, I felt, I felt. So therefore I thought. Therefore, I acted out. Therefore, I did the things that I did. 
whatever it was to get so-called love. Actually, it was it was sex probably. But at any rate, in order to get my needs met, what I thought were my needs, I went through and I did all of these things. I hid, I was fake, I was false. I, I uh, wouldn't let anybody in. I wouldn't do any of those things. But wow, something happened. There was a day that God says, you are no longer by yourself. You have accepted my invitation. You have accepted what it is that I did in you even before the foundation of the earth. I bothered you. I bothered you. I am your father. Ben Carter was, was the seed that it took to get me here, but he is my father. So this is the one that I want to look like. This is the one that I want to act like. This is that so that I have that spirit of adoption and nobody, nobody, you walk right in the front of the line because why? I chose you. I adopted you. You didn't choose me. You didn't come to me and say, can I be your, uh, uh, will you be my daddy? No, I chose you. You didn't choose me. I chose you. And I was chosen by almighty God. I was chosen. Now he says, I want you to occupy. I want you to act like and look like me. I created you in my image and after my likeness. And so now you identify with me. You do not identify with Ben Carter. You do not identify with uh, uh, Adam. You don't identify with your weaknesses. See, here is the thing. When we identify with the orphan spirit, we're identifying with weakness. Think about that. It's all about weakness. It's what somebody didn't do for you. Now, this might sound harsh. This might sound hard. But if you catch it, it will change your life. Because when you have that orphan spirit, you're always trying to prove yourself. Trying to prove just how smart you are. Trying to prove how talented you are trying to prove to yourself that you're worth something. And God says, hey, let me show you how much you were worth. Even before the foundation of the earth, the lamb was slain so that I could adopt you. In the book of Ephesians, it talks about the mystery that's been hidden is now revealed. And it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's that the Gentiles, that all creation, all creation could come into him. So now I have the spirit of adoption into the kingdom of God, into the king himself. When you have the spirit of adoption, then you don't have a problem believing. You don't have a problem allowing his faith to come through you to say, no, I can have this. He has provided this because he has a purpose for me. You don't find it difficult to believe your worth and your value. And so your worth, now listen to this. I'm, I'm, I'm worthy of this. Why? Because the worthy one lives on the inside of me. I'm, I'm his child. I belong to him. And he has provided this for me and he has given me instructions 
in his will. Thy will be done. See, the will is already written for you. And so now you're going to execute that will. You're going to do what that will is. Your will be done on earth in me as it is in heaven. Your will for me to be whole. Your will for me to be happy. Your will for me to be joyful. Your will for me to to uh, uh, walk in fullness. Your will for me to complete this purpose. Your will for me to write this book. Your will for me to do this TV thing. Your will for me to help others. Your will, but all of the books, all of these things, they're not written for me, they're written for others. All of these things, this program, your will for me to be on HSBN, your will for me to be a part of love and unity, your will for me to help this person, your will to be able to help people whether they pay me or not, your will for that. It's your will that I walk in no guilt. It's your will that I walk not in condemnation. It's your will that I trust in you with all of my heart and I lean not to my own understanding, but in all of my ways, I acknowledge who you are and who I am in you. And that makes me worthy. That makes me valuable. That makes me dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. Why is that? Because I know who I am and I know whose I am. So walking as an orphan, who does that glorify? It glorifies the physical. It glorifies the emotion. It glorifies, it, and what it does is this. Now, please don't get angry with me. And if you do, it's okay. Um, it, it glorifies our unwillingness to go through the hard places in order to get to where it is that we need to get to so that we can be a blessing to others. Because as long as I'm a victim, I don't have to do anything for anybody else. It's everybody else needs to do something for me. If my if I have daddy issues, uh, if daddy issues cause the problem, then uh, daddy can't fix it. Daddy can apologize. Daddy can repent. Daddy can go through all those things, but get, daddy can't fix it because daddy ain't on the inside of me. Daddy may have done something to the outside. Daddy may have spoken and been abusive physically, mentally, emotionally and all. But you see, when I came into Messiah, when I came into Christ, I became the righteousness of God, the daddy of it all. Now, what does that mean? I became in his image. I became in his likeness. I became uh, an heir of God, joint heir with Jesus Christ. So now my identity is in my twin. My identity is in him. He's in me. Because if he lives in me, I know you're going to think this may be way out there. If he lives in me and I live in him, then we're identical. We are identical. So let me start to think. And if I have his mind, that means that you cannot tell the difference because we have the same DNA. We have the same DNA. There are some things, um, uh, I, I think, no, it wasn't Mark Handy. Uh, I, I forget the, the, the minister that his son, his grandson had, had uh, a, 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 a transplant. 
and he had to use his brother's, uh, uh, his brother was uh, the one that he got the marrow from. And it, it blended so well until if they were to test, they would see the same DNA. Well, then this is what happened to you. This is what happened to me. So I walk in that. I'm not saying that people don't have uh, uh, orphan uh, 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 orphan issues, but why focus on that? Why focus on what you lost or what turned away from you when you can focus on what says, I'm raising up my hands to invite you in. You see, here's the reason that the adversary wants the church, the ecclesia, those that say they're in the kingdom, but not really in the kingdom of God, because in the kingdom of God, you know who owns everything. You know who you belong to. You know that Psalms 24.1 is one of your, and, and, and 1 Corinthians 10, 26 and 28, you know that you live by those scriptures in the kingdom of God. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all they that dwell in it. So if I belong to him that way, and then I recognize, daddy, daddy, I start to recognize and look like him and act like him and, and, and really know where it is that I belong, then who can withhold any good thing from me? The adversary has no more power. Why? Because I walk, I live, I think, I act like him. And so, therefore, the creative powers, the creative abilities that's in him is now in me. And so we've been fused together. So the miracles, the different things, my creative abilities, my imagination, all of these different things to create and to do what needs to be done is now done in and through me that my cellular being is that 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 the frequency and the rhythm of these things are happening at a speed now that they can transcend things that couldn't be transformed that those things that were impossible this is the way we're going to bring things out of heaven you're not going to bring anything out of heaven until you start to recognize that you are no orphan and you do not belong to adam that you do not belong to this world that it doesn't matter that there they're supposed to reject you. We walk about, we talk about being rejected. Well, you're supposed to be rejected by the world. You're supposed to be rejected by that citizen. You're supposed to be rejected by those that call themselves Christians or believers and are not. You're supposed to be rejected. You're supposed to be accepted in the beloved by the beloved himself. And then you can discern good and evil. You can discern who's what this is real or not. Because why? Because it really doesn't matter if God be for me, if God be in me, if God be with me, what difference does it make? He will bring those others that are needed and necessary in my life for me. He will allow those other things to go away. He will allow any kind of garbage. And I'm not calling people garbage, but he will allow all of those things to be going away or put to the side until their right time. We can't judge anything before it's right time. 
I'm just here to tell you, it's time that we start to focus on the goodness of God. We start to focus on our position in God. We start to focus on the real fact that he wants us to walk in a dimension, in a frequency, in a, in, in a rhythm, in, in, uh, in a place that has not been walked in uh, 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 in a constant basis before. People have touched it and come back. People have trans, uh, been translated and things have happened. But I'm talking about an everyday, a normal basis. This is where he wants us to be. He does not want sickness to, to dominate your life. He does not want old age to dominate your life. He wants it to be where you can live and where I can live and be healthy, wealthy and wise at 120, 150, whatever it is that you choose. He does not want it to be so your back is over. He doesn't want it to be where arthritis is a, is, is a normal thing. Oh, well, that's normal. This is normal. Forgetting of memory, that's normal. No, it is not in the kingdom of God. We have to start to realize if we keep talking about I'm a kingdom citizen, I'm a I'm a I'm a we awesome, I'm 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 a mature person in Christ. Well, if we're mature in Christ, then we're operating maturely. So I had to re I, I had to check myself. Check yourself, Bonfana. Anyway, I had to check myself and I had to start to deal with me. And I had to start saying, baby, you're gonna have to raise this thing up. Mm -mm. You're gonna have to come on up. You're gonna have to realize that there is more for you. If you're going to walk in the image and the likeness of God, if you're going to walk in his DNA, then you're going to have to allow him to do what he needs to do in you. And you're going to have to realize that you have been adopted, that you have been married into this system, that you now have a new blood, that you now have the DNA of God, and that you now, now is the time. Now is the time for this saltura. Now is the time for you to walk in this realm of salvation. Don't just walk in that, that lower realm of salvation. No. It's time for you to act like me. It's time for you to look like me. It's time for you to not react, but uh, walk in the fullness. It's time for you to do for people what it is that they need having done for them. And you are no orphan that you uh, belong to me. So therefore, you don't have to beg me to do anything. I've given you a mouth and I've given you my mouth and I've, I want to use it. I want you to speak life. I want you to speak life in, in place of death. And I want you to call those things that are not actively like I want them to be, like I want them to be. This is what God wants. He wants us to speak what he wants it to be, not what we want it to be. Not just call those things that be not as though they were because I want them that way. No, I find out what it is that he wants. I find out what it is that he wants to see. And what he wants to see is what it is that I do. And my time is up for today. And I pray healing upon you. I pray manifestation upon you. And this is Dr. Apostle Dr. Baker J. Baker saying, uh, I will see you next week when I'm here to tell it like it is the kingdom way. Bye-bye.